Welcome back, everybody. This is Audrey. I'm Amberin. And we are Trials of the TBR. Ta-da! Ta-da! <laughs> How's it going? It's going. Um, finalized all our trip plans for our little summer vacation. Ooh. So that's exciting. Um, other than that, I'm just... <laughs> chugging along till we can get to it what about you I'm in the process of making plans so I not I don't really know I know we have a general idea of what we're doing for the summer but I don't know when so we need to finalize that but I have been told to keep apparently I'm busy on my birthday but I don't know what I'm busy with so I'm like okay that's fine that's exciting I was told that yesterday my best the best day she was like um I need you to, you're going to be busy on your birthday. I'm like, okay. She's like, it'll start in the morning. You're busy. And I'm like, all right, cool. Let me know. Thank you for the heads up. That'll be (laughs) fun. I'm excited. I don't know what she's planning because they're very devious when it comes to surprising me and they won't tell me anything. Well done. I can do even clues. So I'm like, okay, fine. So. So I'm excited. Good. As you should be. As I should be. I'm just excited for summer. It's May almost. Dude, it's May. Yeah. It's May and like school's over in like what three and a half weeks? Yeah. Ish? Oh my God. Ta-da. Yeah. It's it's been a whirlwind and it's been crazy, but following this like Johnny Depp and Amber Heard case has been oh, you too. wild. <laughs> wild. <laughs> um, did you see the one tiktok that somebody made and it's every time he says something um her lawyer would go objection and to the point where he objected say, himself he objected himself but like johnny depp himself like he was talking and he would say and then he just paused and looked at the guy <laughs> yes yeah it's it's and the guy said, oh objection he just Okay. Uh, it's wild. I'm like, this is unreal. It's interesting. Yeah. To say the whole, the whole defecating in the bed thing for me. Mm, no. I don't think I've gotten to that part yet, but thank you for telling me. I'm going to like skip that part now. Oh yeah. <laughs> Amber Heard pooped in their bed. Uh thank you. You're welcome. Just thank what I wanted. You. You're the best. Love it. What I tried. <laughs> okay. Now that we're past current history, let's go back to. Yes. Let's go into our book we read. Um, <laughs> Bill O'Reilly and history. Mark Dugard. Du- Dugard, right? I believe so. Okay. With Killing Lincoln, um, I was listening back to our last podcast episode and mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, I think I probably should have taken a nap before we recorded because I was like, we're going to read, I don't know. And then we decided Lincoln and I'm like, okay, so we're going to go read Kennedy. Um, so if you read, <laughs> if you read the wrong book, I will make it a point to make sure we read Kennedy so you can feel included. <laughs> if you read Lincoln, awesome job. Um, thanks for putting up with my, my insomnia brain that decided to just. You were. You know what? Congratulations, you guys. You were able to follow her thought process. 
But you know what? If you if you read Kennedy, like I'm so proud of you too. Like snaps yeah. to you too because you you listen to the directions. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> but we read Killing Lincoln, um, the shocking assassination that changed America forever. So okay. Quick question. Yeah. At one point in the book, somewhere towards the end, he says this book is supposed to read like a thriller did you get that as you were reading it because I didn't I did a little bit during the actual assassination process and like the attempted assassination on um like Lincoln's um like right hand man or whatever not like General Grant or anything but the other guy yeah no um yes but the whole book in general was not very thrillery but once like the assassinations were getting carried out and all of that I was like oh my god now I can't put it down I I felt like as soon as I started reading it it kind of like drops you in the middle of everything it, it well it picks up so the total war part one that lasts about like 80 80 ish just shy of 80 pages it is all about the last couple battles and that is a very i don't want to say pivotal that's not the word i'm looking for but it's a very like complex part of the war like coming up on the end because the confederacy is just scrambling and it really is like it read like they were scrambling and it was very hard to kind of follow but it was nice in the sense that it kind of gave you that insight to where I guess John Wilkes Booth's like hatred came from with the war. Um, clearly he had other hatred issues. Um yeah, a lot of issues in that man. The the war part, and it, it kind of shows you that. I don't know, like they just didn't always know all the things and like it said that, you know, Booth didn't believe that he actually surrendered and all of that. And so mm-hmm. if Booth didn't think that, you know, there's other people who didn't think that. Oh, and yeah. so I could mm-hmm. see where Booth would get because it talks about later how he had like this inflated mindset of how, oh, well, I'm going to be. I'm going to be praised for this. People are going to actually love me because they also hate how this played out. He was also very narcissistic. So like the, the battle part, I will say the first couple page, the first chunk mm-hmm. was hard to follow. Once we get in, so then the second part, part two is the Ides of Death. And that right. starts on Monday, April 10th. You know, it says, it opens, it seems like the entire town is drunk. Lee's Confederate army has surrendered. In the Union, capital whiskey is chugged straight out of the bottle. Church bells toll. Pistols are fired in the air. Fireworks explode. Like, it's setting a much better scene. Yeah. And I feel like it's a scene that we're more comfortable with. As, as, I don't know, I don't know, like maybe you and me comfortable or just people in general. I'm not sure how other people took it, but the, the battle scenes were just kind of like, I mean, it really like the Confederacy was struggling and it showed in how he wrote. Cause I was like, I don't understand what just happened, but there was just so much happening. Yes. That time, it, simultaneously. 
So you're like going into this battle and he's talking about this and then you're jumping into this thing that ties into the first thing that leads to like the fourth thing, but there's a third thing in between. Like it's all- It was a lot. It was a lot. I think he- I think it does paint the picture well that the Confederacy was just doing everything. They were doing whatever they can to survive. They were doing whatever they could to try and survive. Yeah. And they just couldn't, which- It was like a frenzied, frenzied type of Mm -hmm. reading. Because you're just like, this is happening and then this is happening and you're going back here because this happened at the same time as this thing. So there was a lot. Like, I, it's a lot. I like in the excuse me, the first part when I like started reading, I was just like, okay, wait, what is ha-? like I, I thought I was in the middle of it all. Like I'm just like, what is happening? Where am I right now? What is going on? I had to yeah. go back and read it again. It was bad. There was a lot like, going on. And it kind of made me feel, I guess like the and I whew, let me let me check myself. Let me give myself a disclaimer. I in no way support the Confederacy. Um but you know there's people who are fighting on that side who wanted nothing to do with that side. Yeah. And it just made me feel really bad for those people because they're starving and they painted that. He painted that beautifully. These people were starving. Yeah. And as like an empath, I'm like, oh, can someone get them a grilled cheese? But then I'm like, hold up. What are we fighting for? Never mind. You don't deserve a grilled cheese. Um, I mean- we can all see tell Lincoln felt that very well. And Lincoln, I, you know, historically it's always been said Lincoln has always pictured America as whole. He never really saw the Confederacy as separate. He, uh-huh. his whole, and it even said in the book, like his whole goal was one nation united or something like that. I can't. Right. Like he, it was, it was a whole nation that he always envisioned it's not they weren't separate he it physically I felt like just what I know about Lincoln like Mm -hmm. my limited knowledge of Lincoln um and then reading this thing was like it physically and emotionally hurt him yeah going through all of this because he's like and the way he was described in the book like before he was like this tall statuesque like Venus meets Hercules kind of man because they mentioned that and like apparently somebody had described him that way um with like this this strength like he's got almost like superhuman strength and then you come to the civil war and he's like this rail thin you know um lines on his face like almost worn down but still strong in some way you know, like his strength yeah. is something else now instead of physical, raw physical strength. But it took a toll on him. It took a huge toll. Huge toll on him. Poor guy. He just wanted everyone to get along. Yeah, no, but I really, I really did like, once we got out of the war, it started to pick up. Once yeah. Appomattox Courthouse surrender occurred, I feel like the book really started picking up. And it did read thriller-esque when he... when all the assassination attempts were happening. Yes. Oh, oh my gosh. God. And it was I a little was... graphic too. Yeah. I was like, there were certain parts I'm just like, wait, what happened right now? Like that one Who guy got like the knife to the face and it was like, there is a flap hanging. I'm like, oh my gosh. And then like, 
like I mean yeah I knew we all knew it was Lincoln who got hurt and killed but I didn't know all these people were also targets now I I knew there was more to it I never knew exactly who was in what role because I had read this book and it was in high school and it was like a let me see if I can find it real book anyway I'll find it I know I will but it was it was a really good book it was actually one of my very favorite books it's a fictionalized book this girl goes to live with her uncle in Virginia near Washington DC and he it's like at the end of the war anyway and she like befriends Mary Surratt's daughter and like shows you that side and how like she would go over to Mary's house or like to the daughter's house and like John Wilkes Booth was there and she never really thought anything of it which kind of aligned with this whole book as well like I didn't know John Wilkes Booth was like in and out of the theater like 17 times and I don't think I'm exaggerating with like seven like it he was in and out of that theater all day long I I didn't know that and people were questioning it but they weren't like oh that's they were just like oh that's weird but like whatever like do your thing right no Um, there was that there's all the the people that got hurt that was still somehow alive after being violently attacked like that. How they survived? I don't I don't know. Oh, here it is, An Acquaintance with Darkness by Anne Rinaldi. It's okay. a historical fiction book. It was really really good. The uncle is also like a grave snatcher, which is kind of weird. Um grave robbers, they make a lot of money back then. And somehow I just got the whole book for free, I think, (laughs) on Google. Anyway, she, so the little girl, be friends. Anyway, it gives you, like, that side, and she finds a cat named Custer. So, like, there were some things, like, Lincoln's assassination has always kind of intrigued me, because it's like, how did that happen? And learning that his bodyguard just, like, left like it's really funny at the end of the book when they talk about like um what happened to everybody that was involved in it or whatever like how oh, Mary I Lincoln loved that I, I love that like Mary his wife never recovered we knew that and then it talks about like <laughs> his negligent bodyguard and the bodyguard that was good <laughs> was like, the body oh what was it Mr. Crook I think was the good bodyguard yeah he was pretty much like the good bodyguard and the bad bodyguard and it was it was so it was kind of chilling reading how I think it was Mr. Crook he was like oh yeah you know the night he died he said goodbye to me not good night right and he was like that was weird so and everyone has always said that he had premonitions that he was going to be assassinated and whatnot but it's just like he would also didn't he was didn't he say some somewhere in the book in the beginning of the book it talked about like he was thinking to himself that he was prepared to be a martyr to I think he was, he was saying like he was prepared to be a martyr to get the union back to like to put the whole country back together if that's what it took or well and I um, kind of got like almost maybe like reincarnation vibes because he loved Julius Caesar and he yeah. was like obsessed with Julius Caesar and I'm like 
Interesting. Yeah. Like that was the book Mary bought him right before he died because his copy was worn out and right. He loved. So it's kind of it's just interesting that he was so infatuated with a character who was killed by his own people. And I get mm-hmm. that like John Wilkes Booth wasn't like his best friend, but um, it was interesting. And I always knew this, but it was just, you know, it's always just interesting to like read it. Right. That John Wilkes Booth was like feet away from him at his second inauguration. Yeah. And he, and, like when he and I kind of picked his- up that he might've tried to, assassin him then too yeah because it said he rushed the stage but then he got caught he didn't have any weapons on him he was just i don't know so overcome with anger that he just tried to kill him with those bare hands and i was trying to figure out there also there's like a conspiracy that his secretary of war edward stanton was involved Mm -hmm. but they never proved that they've never proved it and it's also kind of like this what i do like about this book is it it just gives you the facts it really didn't feed into any conspiracies. It talked about a few. Yeah, it pointed out a few of these. Like this is was a, this is a conspiracy. This was a conspiracy. It's still being worked on. But here are the facts. And I I felt so bad for Mary Todd, and I was kind of weirded out. So when he does eventually get shot, yeah, it was weird that like the main actress at the play was like let me hold his head i'm like that it's not your husband why are they letting her in (laughs) oh no that part just kind of weirded that gave me like ache vibes i don't know maybe it was her 10 15 minutes of fame or she just she was famous genuinely wanted to help you know And I did know John Wilkes Booth was shot. I didn't know he was shot, like, and his friend, like, abandoned him. And again, mm-hmm. it was just, like, there's always details you don't know. Yeah. And I feel like this was a really good, here's how this happened, here's how this happened. I did think you would talk a little bit more about Lincoln's funeral, because part mm-hmm. four of the book is all about the chase of trying to get John Wilkes Booth which yeah. absolutely needed its own section. But really, it it kind of ended once Lincoln took his final breath. With him, his story was done. It didn't right. talk about the procession. And it alluded that, you know, General Grant would take the same train back down after he had just left for the funeral and stuff. But it doesn't really talk about it. It doesn't talk like, much about his kids. Oh, and Oh, what was it? Um, there was a... I can't remember if it was an episode from Aaron Mankey's Lore podcast or his Cabinet of Curiosities podcast. But there was an episode where they were talking about this place, um, one of the Eastern states, where at night they'll see this train go by when there's no train scheduled. And supposedly it's the train that carried the body of abraham lincoln um but this it was like a short snippet episode of how when lincoln was when it was his funeral procession when the train was coming through town um obviously they had no way to like preserve the body properly they tried the best that they could so they would just heap 
wreaths of flowers in there <laughs> to keep it from smelling. That's right. Funny. And then the train would slowly go by and people would look at the train and pay their respects and whatnot. Um, but apparently this ghostly train still goes through this one town and they'll see like a, um, one of the carts they'll see, they can see in the cart and it's like full of flowers with like a coffin in it. That's weird. There's some weird things, man. <laughs> Sorry somber episode that one and i did know mary surratt was the first and last hung woman in american history yes um executed by hanging i guess they were like just so mad in general you know like he was considered they were you know um the one who ended the civil war i mean civil war started but he was also the one who ended it and so they were just like they were just mad everyone was mad everyone i I do kind of feel feel kind of bad for johnson but like i don't like knowing it just kind of sounded like lincoln didn't really want in there because he throughout the book they don't really mention andrew johnson until lincoln was killed yeah so and it even said, like, on the assassination night, like, he was alone. He was just kind of, like, chilling in his bed, like. Mm-hmm. And had his assassin not, I guess, like, quote, unquote, wimped out. Yeah. No one was at Andrew Johnson's house to stop it. Is it Johnson or Jackson? He's Johnson. Johnson. Because there's, like, this weird conspiracy that... We are part of why, like, we're living in a simulation is like JFK and Lincoln's assassinations kind of line up really eerily, and they both were taken over by someone named Johnson. So Lyndon B took over after JFK, and Andrew took over after Lincoln. Andrew Jackson, you know, he's the guy with the Trail of Tears and hated all Native Americans yeah, and the Worcester versus exactly. Georgia and all of that. Thank you for clarification, Miss Teacher. <laughs> so yeah, so Andrew Johnson, also not the best guy, but it sounded like he was just kind of living a really lonely life. Well, he was also, when he became president, very bitter. Very bitter. Very angry at south and so his way of dealing with them was like my way or the highway and he would just he would fight with everybody well yeah he almost got impeached because of it <laughs> like and it wasn't just like yeah. fighting he was like oh okay let's throw some hands buddy like it wasn't yeah. like yeah. i think you smell <laughs> stupid like it was no, no, he would like knock down drag out finals almost yes but... like on the house floor i'm like you can't do that <laughs> Sir, you are the leader of a nation. Please tone it down. So, <laughs> I don't know, like, just like the the empath and he felt bad for, like, Andrew Johnson and um, the one guy who tries to pull out of the conspiracy and Booth is like, well, I have all this on you, so best of luck. And he's like, well, now I have to help him. Like, I can't get out of this. Um, well, too bad for Booth is not betrayed. Well, again, not that I'm defending why they're doing it by any means or anything. Oh, no, no, no. It's just, it's just 
sucks for you, dude. Yeah. This is what you did. You and gotta this pay is the piper. You. Yeah. What what would you rate this book? For a biography of a very controversial thing overall, you know. Um, the assassination, the civil war, all of it, very controversial. Um, I think I would rate it like a between a 3.5 and a four, because I would recommend it to someone that likes historical books or mm. is trying to get into historical books. I would not recommend this to people who are just trying to get into reading. I feel like that's not it. It's a um, lot of information. I, I feel okay. like it would be a, a between a three and a four, depending on who I'm speaking to. Okay. You? Um. I love history books. I do. Um, I would give it a three. Okay. Just because getting into it, I had such a hard time connecting to it because it felt so frenzied and confusing at first. Mm-hmm. So to me, like I had to read it, stop halfway, and then read what I read again. Because I was like, I honestly didn't pick up any information to retain right now. So I had to do it again. Well, and I always forget, like, we talk about, like, the big battles, right? And in any school setting, you're not going to sit there and talk about every battle and who won. Like, there's just too many. So it was a lot more of, like, those small battles. And like you said, it was very scrambled. That The beginning was very hard for me to get through, too. Yeah. But, like, I felt like, at least I felt like it was... The story was about, I was thinking this book was going to be more like Lincoln's assassination. So it would explain the assassination attempts and all that stuff, which it did. But I thought that was going to be like the whole book. So the whole first part of all of the battles and all this stuff happening, Mm -hmm. I thought was not like completely irrelevant, but I felt like they were a little irrelevant. Like, it's like, I don't need to know all this. That could be put into the books as like, this thing was happening so this is why he was mad about it and we're continuing yeah i don't think we needed as much detail on the battles yeah so that's what i felt like i i thought it was going to be like you know lincoln booth assassination plot assassination and then what happens after but like the whole of this battle this thing this thing this thing this this general was leaving here and that was i didn't need to any of that that had nothing to do with it does have something to do with but like that's not the main part I want the main part to be about this is John Wilkes Booth this was him growing up this is his thought process this is how he met people and all that yeah so I would give I it, kinda I knew he was too. like maybe again it's just because like I enjoy history it's what I do all day like I knew he was a womanizer I don't need like 17 reminders throughout the book that like he, he had lady friends Oh my God, the whole part where he asked her for her picture that he kept forever alongside four other women that gave him pictures. Yeah. I was like, all right, cool, dude. Tells you what kind of guy he is. Yeah. But no, I would give it a three based on that because I was expecting it to be like this way, but it was more of the way we read it. So I was like, okay, that's fine. I don't see the point of having all of this information they could all be thrown in into the book as you're like, John yeah. Wilkes was mad. This was happening. This is why he was mad. 
So this is what he did. Yeah. You know, kind of. Thing. I so. agree. No, for sure. Um, it was wild though to learn that like people were just like sleeping in the White House on the floor. Oh, yeah. That whole what what was that? They said like the washed and unwashed. It was just like they were there. They're Who just does chilling in the foyer of the White House? Can you imagine if they did that? Well, I always still get like blown away by the fact that like speaking, like going back to Andrew Jackson, that like he threw such a rager, people didn't leave for like ever and we're just like damaging things and that is you know clearly before lincoln so why didn't we learn from that and just like block it off just block it off that the uh white house was burned down at one point oh Oh, yeah war of 1812 yep so i was like oh hey you know this is the second white house not the first one well actually technically in a weird way it's also the third because uh george washington never stayed at the white house yeah, no, because there was no White House. Yeah, he was in like <laughs> Philly and yeah. New York. And then yeah. it was moved to they moved Paris. around a lot. Yeah, it was like like the courts did in Europe. They moved to different palaces. <laughs> but yeah, I was I always forget that. Yeah, it was that was wild to learn. I genuinely felt like after Jackson, they were just like shut it down. And they're like, no, they don't shut it down until after Lincoln is assassinated. Oh my gosh. I'm like, I wonder if Will. And it even said that people would come into the White House and take like clippings of the curtains. So you would just like have holes in your curtains and we're fine with that. I mean, no, if, if it got to a certain point, I'm sure they would change out the curtains, but it's like. But why are we letting people do that at all? You know, the people still did that all the way up to like the early 1900s, right? Like, especially during things like um, famous crime scenes and famous murder scenes and all that stuff before they had, like, police force actually come and block people off. They would tromp through um, and be like, oh, my God, this is where this happened. Oh, my God, this is where that happened. Look, you can still see the blood spatter. Yeah, it was wild. We'll learn more about that with my next pick. And what is our next pick? Um, since we're on a history kick and this has been on my TBR since it, I don't know, came out, uh, I picked The Five, which is about, it's a true crime novel about the five victims of Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper. Yep. I'm excited. So excited that, uh, I pulled out my hand-drawn map of Whitechapel (laughs) that I got at the Renaissance Festival last year so I can read it and mark it at the same time. Is it the the five, the untold lives of the women killed by Jack the Ripper by Haley Rubenhold? Yes, ma'am. Got it. And this one's actually excited. Physical copy of, so I bought, I couldn't find transparent sticky notes so i bought transparent paper there it is tracing paper so i can doodle on those and i it. just borrowed it from the libby app there's your little plug for the libby app uh this is not a paid thing i do this for free um, yes we love libby so i will have my notebook with me nice 
So I'm excited. And one of the things we're doing when we get over to England is we are actually going to do a Jack the Ripper tour. So this will be so exciting. I'm 100% jealous of you. And you need to like take pictures and send them to me as you're on this tour. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Just make sure you have WhatsApp so we can. um, Yeah, no, I have WhatsApp because my family travels all over the world. And uh, that's how we communicate. So I have WhatsApp. I'll send it to you at one point and you can send me pictures of the tour. I will. No, for sure. I'm so excited. I think this is a good book. I think it'll be a good follow-up from Killing Lincoln. I did like Killing Lincoln. I did. I think it was, I think he did a good job and it was, it was nice because it wasn't so like mundane. When you think of like a history biography, you're always like, oh my God, it's going to talk about their childhood. I don't care about, you know, that third day when they did this. Like, no. Um, I don't I gloss over the childhood, get to the actual part. Yes. And I, I do like how it got to the part, I, but I do agree with you. The first part was a little rough. Yeah. I will give it a three rating. I will recommend it to people who are like history buffs and like reading about history. Mm-hmm. And now I am genuinely excited to start reading our next book and make as many notes as possible because I'm a huge fan of this weird, is that weird? That's weird. The <laughs> true crime event. <laughs> no, I'm a huge fan of true crime. Like not like doing it, but like learning about it. Um, no, I think Jack the Ripper is like fascinating because up until recently, they still didn't even know if Jack the Ripper was like a man or a woman or... Mm-hmm. I still do they did they ever figure it out? Nope. Okay, no one knows so. It is still unsolved. Who knows? Unlike Killing Lincoln. They all knew. They were like, no, we we saw Booth. <laughs> it was fascinating. I did know. Sorry, I know we keep jumping back and forth. Oh, I did know that like he broke his leg. Oof. Yeah. But I when didn't know that it was because he didn't expect bunting to be around the president's booth which i found to be just kind of like really you an actor didn't expect a famous important person's booth like booth area to have decorations around it you didn't plan for that you didn't see (laughs) that one of the 17 times you were in the theater that day yeah no he he's he's a he was a dumbass in certain ways a dum-dum he was a dum-dum he was a dum-dum he was well, the fact that he tried to kill the president and thought he would be like honored, a welcomed hero, was wild. Yeah, it's the narcissism playing. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> true. It's still wild. Yeah, for sure. Whew. Dang! And then for him to die from paralyzation. And they're like, oh no, he felt everything for the two hours he was slowly dying. I was like, well, you can't move, but you can sure feel it. Nope. One of the things that got me when I'm reading this book was like (laughs) the graphicness of it. Yeah, it was was pretty graphic. uh, I mean, I know history is graphic. You should talk about it. But I was like not expecting it, I guess. And it was just like, oh, you know, it entered through 
this way and when when I'm looking at like the the procedural mind of mine I'm like huh okay so it went like that and then it did that and then it cut that so this is gonna look so like it was Uh interesting but then I'm also thinking like do we do we need to know all of this yeah like look I'm just reading it for the his I don't need to know all this analytical especially that one guy I feel like I should do this guy some justice hold on I'm gonna stop calling him that one guy um and actually look up his name of who almost died and miraculously didn't William Seward William Seward yeah William Seward he was the one who actually bought Alaska for the United States oh congrats Seward I I recognized his name William Stewart and like his daughter, his son, and one other person were all like stabbed multiple times. Was his daughter stabbed or was she just like knocked out? I think she I I thought he knocked her out, out, but I think he might have like stabbed her just for like assurance. Okay. And I know, like, the de- him, his son, and, like, yeah, one other person, they were all, like, multiple times. He was Secretary of State. So that's who he was. So they, I guess they were trying to knock out one, two, and three. Yeah, they tried to get the Secretary of State. They tried to get, they also wanted to get Grant, but Grant mm-hmm. left to go home because his wife was like, I'm going home to my children as I feel like any mom would. Um, and <laughs> yes. yes, dear. I'll go with yeah, you. He was like, I'm so sorry, Mr. Lincoln. I, I got to go home. And then they invited um, Rathbone and he brought Clara Harris mm-hmm. as his date. And that little uh. blurb at the back when it's like, unfortunately for Harris, who's the girl, Rathbone later went insane and killed her with a knife. He was institutionalized for the remainder of his life. It's like, well, I feel like I might go a little crazy too if an assassination attempt was put on me. Like, even though it wasn't for me, I was there and I was in his way. His son, Lincoln's son, was like a witness to one assassination. And then nearby, when another attempted assassination happened, the next one, he was like at the other theater. At he was watching the Aladdin. Well, no, Wasn't no. He? Later on in his life. Oh, later on in his life. Yeah. Yeah. Later on in his life, his oldest wasn't it his oldest son, who was nearby yes. when, or no, was an eyewitness to the president that was assassinated after Lincoln. I forgot his name. McKinley. McKinley, William McKinley, maybe, but it was, he was an eyewitness to that assassination. And then nearby when another president was tried, was about to get assassinated, but he wasn't like, it was a failed Mm -hmm. attempt. It's Yeah. But like his youngest son, Lincoln's youngest son was at the Aladdin play that Lincoln wanted to go see over right when my his american went. cousin and his wife wanted to go see my american cousin so you went with his wife and he went with his wife and it's like if everyone had just like 
not i always think like what if lincoln was not assassinated like what would have happened oh my gosh that's that's like what's that we were just um, talking about this what if like it was like an alternate timeline oh yeah world right it's kind of but not in that sense because that was a bad person lived in that alternate timeline so um like how would have reconstruction have gone how would the south have been rebuilt and re-entered into the union like how would today even look if he hadn't been i know god because then like johnson never would have been president no unless he it was like he was voted for it could have been somebody else who would have won the vote Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Like, well, like, I mean, like, like if Lincoln was voted president again, right? Well, he couldn't have been again because that was his second term. Oh, okay. He died at the beginning of his second term. So Johnson took okay. over. God, if, okay. So at the end of his second term, they would have had an election. So, so there still would have been, been an election. So maybe Johnson wouldn't have even run. Maybe Grant would have won. I mean, the possibilities and like how because then you have to keep in mind um rutherford b hayes will win the presidency after grant and in a whole corrupt bargain and that's a whole thing but it's like he pulled the troops out of the south so he could have the vote and it's Mm -hmm. like would that have even have happened first of all would the troops have been in the south without lincoln or with lincoln and if they were, would there have been a corrupt bargain to get them out? Like, how would a reconstruction have been completed? Right. Because I think we can all kind of look at it. Like, it didn't go the way it probably should have. No, for sure. Man, it's such an amazing thing to think about. Like, yeah. How would things have gone differently? I guess we should ask our fellow readers like what do you think would have been different what do you think go ahead and send us your thoughts (laughs) it's just shocking Mm -hmm. that his death really did change a lot yeah which like as it should have but like he was but no it was at a critical moment yeah that he should have been in and he wasn't so how did that change the trajectory of everything of everything if you really want to get deep into it just sit there and boggle that question um i'd rather get lost in middle earth rather get lost in middle earth than think about how america would have been different if lincoln actually lived I guess what do you about me or America? <laughs> well, I'm excited I, for the five. I'm, ex- I'm excited. Like I have my copy. I have my physical copy, and I have my um, ebook version in case I don't have my physical copy, <laughs> so I can make notes and everything. I would like, cause we all, we always hear about the Ripper, mm-hmm. all the 
things around the Ripper. We always hear about the guys trying to catch the Ripper. Mm-hmm. And then we hear about the girls as the victims, as the murdered bodies or whatever. We never hear about them as people. Yeah. So I'm excited to read about them as who they were and what their lives were and all of that before they became known as the five. Yeah. And I guess it's because it's it was also a different time. Like, but even today, I feel like in the news and stuff, we don't always talk about the victims. We talk about the assailants. Like, we should be talking about the victims more. Like, yeah. Oh, heavy subjects we got going on in May. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> what's your favorite flavor of pie? I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Chocolate. I do like a good chocolate pie, like a good fresh homemade with like a meringue on top. Mm. Chocolate meringue pie, man. Mm. Or pumpkin. I'll take pumpkin too. I do like a good pumpkin pie. Pecan. If I just want something sweet and simple. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a pie now. So go ahead, send us in what your favorite type of pie is and how you think the world would have changed if Lincoln never got assassinated. Um, that's, so, that's such an American thing to do. Pie is such an American... <laughs> Have pie and talk about Lincoln. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. Our next book is The Five. Are, are we sure about that? Are we, have you no, had insomnia brain? No, I don't have insomnia brain. Okay. I am 100% sure. It is the five. It is the five. And if you are looking for it, it has like a bluish cover. With a with woman like on the cover. A girl's back. With a little bonnet and a braid. It's a it's an eerie looking picture with like the the fog behind. Like I guess the fog's in front of her. Yeah, like she's staring at the fog. She's on a cobblestone street. She's looking away from you, so you only see the back of her. But, I mean, it sets the mood and the tone. It No, for sure. Oh, I can't wait. I keep saying that, but I just can't. I can't wait. So excited. All right, y'all. So have fun reading. Yes. Your TBR pile that never ends. I keep adding more books to mine and I should probably stop for a while, but you know. I know. There was a guy on TikTok who was like, I'm learning that buying books and reading books are two completely different hobbies. They are. Yes. Books, collecting books, buying books, and reading them. All separate hobbies, man. All separate. So. All right. Well, you all have a fabulous Sunday since this comes out on Sunday, May 1st, actually, which means we will have a Friday the 13th in May. Yeah. Yeah, we do. I need a spooky book. (laughs) Yeah. Here's a spooky-ish book for your spooky-ish upcoming episode. So our next episode will come out on the 15th. So that's perfect. Right. Have fun reading, everyone. Bye. Bye.